Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo. I have with me today a woman of many parts. Um, she's an author, she's an entrepreneur, she's a coach, and she has something called Soaring with Didi. You can imagine what that would be when someone says Soaring with. You're welcome, Didi Nkobara. Thank you, Omu. Thank you. It's a privilege to be on your show. <laughs> Please, can we? Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Okay. So I'm Didi Popara, a life coach at uh, Soaring with Didi. My coaching um, business is called Soaring with Didi. I'm an author. Uh, last year, I published my first book, Retreat to Rebirth. And then I'm an entrepreneur who has, um, over the years, built a skincare brand called Ariella, based on products. We make products out of shea butter. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, yes. <laughs> so that's me. Wow. Retreat to rebirth. That sounds rather deep. <laughs> what? What? Um, what made you write a book? like that okay um maybe before i start to talk about retreat to rebirth um at some point in my life um perhaps about 10 years ago i was in a very would i call it a deep dark place a, a lot of um uh, problems emotionally physically materially all of that and um It made me, I think I struggled not knowing how best. In fact, my situation looked very difficult. I sh I've shared some of it in my book, Retreat to Rebirth. And it was deep and dark because, you know, at that time, I didn't think I'll be able to overcome all of those challenges. But my wake up call, it's something that could destroy you or build you. And I thank God that it helped to build me. My wake up call was then in 2012 when I was diagnosed as having a cancer. It was a wake up call. I was frightened. It looked like the end of my life. I was worried about my children and all of that. But um, I clung to the hope. I, I mean, we all know that cancer is, uh, you know, a ravaging disease now. It's rated as the fourth killer disease, you know. But um, even in, in spite of that, anyway, we know that improved technology has helped um, more people to survive from cancer. So I clung to whatever hope they gave me. What, what can I do, you know, what can I do differently? So it was a wake up call to live my life differently. And I went through my treatment. But I think the, the, the most important thing that helped me was what I would call retreating. I'm naturally an introvert, and I think my first line of defense in any challenge is to withdraw. And in that withdrawal, I started to study 
and I found I found the correlation between diseases, long-term stress, and emotional breakdown. And I could trace back to all the emotional problems I'd gone through before this diagnosis. And I decided to live my life differently. I did a lot of studying. I did a lot of lifestyle changing, the way I think, the way I talk, you know. And my faith in God also helped me deeply. And so even though I've always wanted to write, um, it was like um, an opportunity to then put down the skills I learned to help me survive this deep, dark period, to put it down and share it with other um, people, you know, to help encourage other women, especially women, to reorient them, to educate them, to empower them, you know, to prevent this inevitable emotional, mental, financial, and physical breakdown that would always come about if you are ignoring or masking your emotional pain and stress. Yeah, wow. so that's why I wrote a retreat to rebel. Wow. This is this is quite emotional for me. I should actually introduce you to a good friend of mine, um, Rick, who wrote the one eighty revolution. He's actually okay. Um, been on my podcast as well, and he has a similar story about coming out mm. of setbacks victoriously. And you know, one thing stands out for me that the it reminds me of the law of reflection. Um, the 15 mm -hmm. laws of growth and how important it is to sit back sometimes and reflect, you know, to pause and um, think deeper, to take time. So when you say retreat, I can, I can actually relate. And when you talk about women, you know, one of my passions really is to hold retreats for women because we never really have enough time for self-care. Ourselves, mm -hmm. and then we never really take time. Like I said to people, a lot of times women say they're going on holiday, but there's this either they're going with the children or they're going for business or something, but never really a time for themselves. And then they're bottling up all that emotions and carrying mm -hmm. baggage from childhood, exactly. from the past, from mm -hmm. marriage, from relationships, from you know. So I can, I mean, That's I right. can totally relate. And I can't even begin to imagine what you would have been through. But you know, then again, that's why I like the path this podcast takes. That yes, it just gives hope and it lets us know that at the end of the day, really, you're not the only one who's going through um, some stress or the other. Because what happens is when you're in it, you think you're the only yes, one. You think you're and all alone. Everyone exactly. else is smiling and you're wondering what's happening to you and you don't know that they are going through this until everyone learns to share. Opens up. Yes. 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 So is, your book, is it out for sale? Oh, yes. Yes. It's uh, it's available. in um, Available online, Amazon, on the website. It's available in Lagos, Nigeria. You know, there's a number to call to order. We're currently also talking, it will soon be in the bookshops uh, with Latana, Latana books. So um, in, in all of this, because I mean, even I personally, sometimes I think I've moved past, past hurts and then something happens. See, someone that has, that I think hurts me and I think who I've dealt with is a forgiving person. It's always very easy to think you've forgiven the person or you've dealt with it when the person is not in your face. 
So say many years later, you bump into the person or you have cause to see the person. Personally, sometimes I find that I start asking myself, did you really forgive or did you really forget? Because it's like opening an old wound, you know. Um, ha- have you really moved on? And if you, if you have, how did you deal with it? Well, let's, um, you've asked two key questions there now. Uh, I'm picking, I'm hearing forgiveness. How do I actually forgive? And then moving on from what has happened to you in the past. So let's look at moving on. Yes, I've moved on. I've become stronger. You know, I, I see emotional strength as a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger and fitter it becomes. You know, like a marathon runner who has built up, run, you know, he has built up enormous capacity and physical uh, strength, you know. So small races can never be a challenge anymore. It can only go on to, to bigger things. So in terms of moving on, I like um, Abraham Maslow's quote, you know, one can choose to go back towards safety or you can choose to move forward towards growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. Wow, you know? that's fast. Yes, and this is where also forgiveness is not it's not um it's not a walk in a pack. Moving on, forgiveness, you, you need to learn to forgive to be able to move on. Now I'm still learning, but what I've learned so far is that forgiveness is about letting go of anger, bitterness, you know, the disappointment of the past. We know that thoughts random, you know, thoughts come to us randomly. But it's all about discipline. You have to learn to choose what thoughts will remain with you. Because the thoughts you focus on translate into emotions. The emotions you focus on translate into habits. Yes. So you need to release that need to hurt my understanding of forgiveness. And that's what has worked for me. And each time, like you said, if I meet the person or I think of the person, sometimes before you meet the person, the person yeah, is coming into your thoughts. And <laughs> you know. thoughts changing. Yes, exactly. So let's even focus more on thoughts. When you're able to handle your thoughts of that person and what happened in the past, when you meet that person, you know, I think it's a smoother interaction. So going back to forgiveness, you need to release that need to hurt as you have been hurt. I said again, it's discipline. It's a process. You have to stop bringing up. If it's somebody you see regularly, you need to stop bringing up the past, just to hurt that person or to shame, shame, you know, shame him, and vice versa. You also need to hold people back when they're trying to bring up the past to hurt you. It's about boundaries. It's about knowing yourself and your core values. It also means forgiving yourself for the ways you have failed yourself. Because you yes, could have done that's a very, yeah. very important. You know, mm. I always tell people that sometimes God has forgiven us, but mm-hmm. we are the ones holding back, forgiving ourselves. So we actually don't release ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say start from yourself first. Yes. Start this forgiveness that's what from the inside. The beauty of of it is that you are able to see, okay, this is how I could have done differently. Then do it. 
or learn how to do it. Okay? But stop beating yourself up over the past. Now, one key thing that has worked for me is to try and understand where this person who has hurt me is coming from. If um, I choose, I prefer, to, I would like to be honored and respected. If this person doesn't know what it means, how can he give it to me? But if I start today, these are my boundaries and say, don't go this further. Don't distress. Don't, we're not going to sit in the same place and talk if you choose to constantly disrespect me. Don't shout at me. You know, you need to maintain these things. They will fail if it's somebody you must interact with every day. But anyway, you will work out your, the best way to handle each situation. But it's about setting your boundaries and maintaining it. So I need to understand who this person is, where they're coming from, and why they behave the way they do. Are they open to negotiation, to discussion, so you people can find a way forward? Or does that relationship need to be terminated? Another thing too, and I stand to be corrected, forgiveness does not always mean automatic restoration. Trust has to be rebuilt, you know. So we, um, coming from our, our culture, we just think that, oh, um, if you haven't restored that relationship automatically, you haven't uh, forgiven. But the best analogy, the way I like to look at it is this. If somebody stole money from your bag, if, if, if this person stole money from my bag, okay, he's a thief, he's filled. Now, forgiveness means that I understand. Perhaps he's deprived. This action is out of deprivation or, you know, whatever. I try and understand where he's coming from. Now, automatic restoration means I'll keep my bag open with money in his presence. No. No. I won't do that. I need to remove my bag yeah. until he finds that strength to stop being a thief. I agree. Perhaps I can help with Exactly. I can go a step further to see how he can be rehabilitated or cancelled or maybe found yeah. a job so he's not pushed to steal. But um, automatic restoration and forgiveness, I don't think I they always I go totally, together. Yes. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. In fact, I, I, am, I used to always say that you know, even though God says forgive and forget, that he knows yeah. I don't have amnesia, so there's no way that <laughs> you know, even though sometimes I say that and I'm like, God, am I really right in saying this? But mm. you know, sometimes well, I'm, sometimes I, I mean I've forgiven, but I can't forget you did it, I can't erase it, but I won't judge you. I also yeah. but I'm not going to um like you said, a thief. So I've forgiven you for stealing from my handbag, but I'm not going to leave my handbag with you next time. You know, but it doesn't mean I haven't exactly. you, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I can I can relate to that. And in all of this, we're able to start your um your skincare line. You really are a tough cookie. <laughs> um, I didn't start it in this period. It's um, like I said. Uh, well, it's it's nearly ten years now. And I've had my challenges. In fact, I share the story of the growth of this skincare brand in my second book. Uh, oh, you have a second book. one? Yes, I have a second wow. one and now. What's that called? It's called Poverty is a Woman. So the draft wow. is now with my editor. Yes, well, we should be a woman. Poverty is a woman. I'm not sure I like that. 
Well, poverty is a woman. It's a non-fiction book, you know, capturing the travels of African women entrepreneurs. You know, I know. Yes, you want to uh, see women as empowered. As uh, no, but I can understand when you fight. Yes, we are, and so this this book captures the travels of African women entrepreneurs. You know, especially as the world progresses towards gender equality, they're trying to close the financial gap. You know, so I share my journey as a female entrepreneur in the share value chain, having worked with the um, I'm still working with rural women producers, processing share nuts into share butter at the farm gate, and then how it's transported to the cosmetic factories in urban cities to be made into finished products like um, our brand, Ariella. So the challenges of women lacking access to collateral to move their yeah. businesses to the yeah. level. So I, I have experienced all the struggle and the business has been up and down, you know, with ill health and all that. But now, you know, I'm grateful to God we're bouncing back fully. I can't wait. And I wish it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Um, I think it's something I'm so passionate about. It's like a baby for me. I even shared in the book, in Retreat to Rebirth, you know, just as I was about to go in for surgery, I was still, I think I signed up one of the documents for, um, you know, my, my business for Ariella Share Butter. So That's one of my uh, dreams as well, to write. Don't, don't ask me about what I don't know yet. <laughs> Yeah, just put your thoughts. Maybe, maybe about that. my friends, maybe about my different podcasts, podcast games. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So where can we find um, Retreat to Rebirth if you want to buy it? If you're in Nigeria, um, there's a number to call. And then um, we're, we're not in the bookshop yet, so you just need to call and it will be made available to you. Um, Otherwise, you can get it on Amazon. And if you're in UK, you can get from... Yes, yes. You can also get from Waterstones if you're in UK. In, um, yes. And if you're in America, you can get from Barnes & Noble. Otherwise, just get from Amazon. Yes. Well, it's well distributed. Mm. Fantastic. And then what of the Ariella range? Yes, the Ariella range were in Nigeria, Market Square outlets were online, Pepe Rest, and in one or two shops in Lagos as well. We're looking for distributors, more distributors. In the UK, you can buy from eBay, and we're setting up an e-commerce website to where people can buy from all, all over the that's world. That's so, so inspiring. That is so inspiring. So in part yeah. What would you really say? Because I see that you're very passionate about women. What mm. would you, in one sentence, say to women that are going through hurts? Because obviously you can relate. Mm. Yes. What I'll say to them, you know, is to find the courage to soar. Um, I, I shared, I hope, I shared in my book or sharing my story, the whole essence of sharing my story, because I'm a very private person, but I've had to overcome those, put those restrictions aside, come out of my comfort zone to remind people of the resilient power and beauty of the human spirit. 
you know, it's so whatever struggle, whatever name it is, whatever your narrative is, it looks deep and dark, but your spirit is more powerful, especially when you trust God. Your spirit is more powerful. You'll be amazed about how much stronger you are. You know, so it's about finding the courage to listen to your heart and then soar. Okay, before we go, um, soaring with Didi, how does it work? Mm -hmm. Like um, coaching session specifically for women? Is it targeted at a certain type of women or what? Just briefly tell us. Um, it's, um, I chose to call it life coaching. I chose to work with people as a life coach rather than maybe a business coach, a fitness coach, a relationship coach, because I do know that when you're hurting in one part of your life and you don't manage it properly, it's going to affect the yeah. other aspect yeah. of your life. Yes. So you won't be living your life at your maximum, yeah. you know, the maximum. So, um, where people are at crossroads, they are stuck, they are having emotional problems. Yes, I can coach because, you know, coaching is, um, it, it helps you close the gap between your dreams or your challenges and the reality. So um, I can work with people online or face-to-face, -face, although we're all moving online now with the pandemic, pandemic. you know. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with you because, I mean, even when mm -hmm. I, I um um, health and lifestyle, lifestyle and wellness certification as a coach. Mm -hmm. I, that was when I learned because I always used, the, I started using the wheel of life. And I said, yes. people, and if you look at the wheel of life, you find out that most times people come to you saying, I've put on weight, I want to lose weight and all that. But when you look at the wheel well, of life, not you're not weight. giving a wholesome life and everything is not mm -hmm. planned. When you look at the root cause, it's usually either financial, relationship, or something that is the disconnect making you put on that weight. It's not necessarily exactly. when it just wakes up and eats and eats and eats and eats and eats and eats. You know, there's always some underlining um, factors. So I'm really happy to hear that. And I'm hoping that yes. our listeners that are women would um, take advantage of that. How can you be rich? Yes. Um, <laughs> my webs, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, you know. Yeah, I'm available there on social media. What's um, your, there's also what's the, your Instagram handle? Yes, yes. At Soaring with Didi. For the Share Butter products, it's at Ariella Share Butter. Okay, and then on Facebook? Yes, it's at um, Soaring it's with Didi on as Facebook well. as well. Okay. Yes, yes. Facebook and Instagram, yes. Okay. That's yeah. fantastic. So women out there, if you feel that you know you need a private person to have a session with to just clear up your head and have a chat and chat a new course for yourself, Sarin with Didi is ready to help. Um, yes. Get in touch with her or get in touch with me and I'll put you in touch with her. Indeed, it's been a wonderful few minutes i wish we could go on and on and on exactly and on. i've enjoyed but my time i'm sure that we'll definitely hook up again and i wish you all the best please let me know when um poverty is a woman is out i certainly want to read that thank you Let's yes we're looking at the end of this year mm, by god's grace
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Omu. It was awesome mm -hmm. having you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. What I like most is to add value to my clients. I nurture them and watch them bloom. I model, I mentor, I monitor, I motivate, and I multiply. If you're interested in learning how I can help you in your personal and professional growth, send me an email to omu at thrivewithomu.com for a free 30-minute clarity session.